Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you glory. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Was it yesterday or two days ago? The Lord drew my attention to a question that is found in John 21 and verse number 5. John 21 and verse number 5. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? They answered him, No. Children, have you any food? The meaning is God is concerned about my welfare as his child. He's concerned about what I eat. Do I have anything to eat? Children, have you anything to eat? And they said, we don't have any. What did he do? Verse number six. Verse number six. Then he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. You will find something to eat. So they cast and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. I want you to know that God has multitudes of testimonies for you this morning. And no one is permitted to leave this place without a testimony. Please, can I hear a louder shout of amen? amen. I said a louder shout of amen. amen. Children, have you any food to eat? Have you any food? What is it that you are looking for and is not available? I want you to know that Jesus is going to meet your need this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Children of God, I'm talking to you. Can I hear a loud shout of amen? amen? That is why he tells us in Matthew chapter 6 and verses 25 to 26. He says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. You see, sometimes people have got so many worries. Worries about the marriage, worries about their health, worries about their employment, worries about their financial condition. But God says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Praise the Lord. It says, if you have life, you have something that is greater. Life is greater than what to eat. Life is greater than clothing. That means if I have life, clothing will be available. What to eat will be available. Tell your neighbor what you are looking for is available. Praise the name of Jesus. Look at the next verse, verse 26. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Somebody say with me, I'm more valuable than birds. That is why in Joel chapter 2 and verse number 26, God gives us this assurance. Joel 2 and 26. Everyone read. One to go. 
you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied please tell your neighbor you shall eat in plenty and you shall be satisfied I want us to know that there is satisfaction in God. There is satisfaction in God. And in this service, your needs, your desires will be satisfied in the name of Jesus Christ. I said your desires will be satisfied in the name of Jesus. Children of God, I said your desires will be satisfied in the name of Jesus. I decree according to the word of the Lord that you shall eat in plenty. You shall eat in plenty. And you will be satisfied. You shall be satisfied. You shall be satisfied. Satisfaction is your portion in the name of Jesus. What a blessing. To be satisfied is a blessing. You see people are married but some of them are not satisfied. That is why they are looking here and they are looking for extra sex. Because they are not satisfied with the one that is in the marriage. So for you to be satisfied is a great blessing. May you receive the blessing of satisfaction. I said the blessing of satisfaction. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In whatever way that you want God to satisfy you. May it happen in the name of Jesus. I said may it happen in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout I receive the blessing of satisfaction. What a blessing. To be satisfied is a great blessing. To be satisfied is a what? A great blessing. May you receive that blessing. May you receive the blessing of satisfaction. Somebody shout I receive it. Say it like a warrior. I receive it. In Psalm 145 and verse number 16, Psalm 145 and verse number 16, the Bible says, now this is the psalm, he's talking to God. He says, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Are you not among the living things? <laughs> the Bible says, and God made man out of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being, a living thing. Praise the name of Jesus. And God does open his hand to satisfy desires. As I'm talking to you right now, his hand is wide open to satisfy your desires. Somebody's looking for a promotion. That promotion desire is being satisfied in the name of Jesus. Somebody is looking for healing. That healing desire is being satisfied in the name of Jesus. Somebody may be looking for a baby. That desire to have a baby is being satisfied in the name of Jesus. Somebody is looking for scholarship. That desire for a scholarship is being satisfied in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to talk to the Lord for yourself. Praise the name of Jesus. I said praise the name of Jesus. What sort of desire do you have that you want God to satisfy this morning? You're going to lift your voice unto him. The Bible speaking in Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6. 
going into seven, he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. You are going to lift your voice and begin to express your desires unto him. And he is a desire satisfying God. And as you present your desires unto him, there's going to be satisfaction. Lift your voice, everyone. Somebody pray like you manage. Somebody lift your voice in faith. Lift your voice in confidence. The Bible says do not cast away your confidence which has a great recompense of reward. Lift your voice everyone. Yes, with confidence before God. Approach the throne of His grace with confidence and, 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 and present your desires unto Him. Present your desires. Present your desires. What is it that you want to eat? Maritally, financially, materially, spiritually, in your workplace, in your businesses, there is something you want to eat and you're saying, Lord, this is what I desire. Lift your voice this morning. Lift your voice this morning. Lift your voice this morning. Desires are being satisfied. Desires are being satisfied. Desires are being satisfied. Desires, desires, desires are being satisfied. Desires are being satisfied. Desires are being satisfied. Glory to God. Shakanda Libosita Yakanda Libosata Mazanda Marital desires Financial desires Academic desires Career desires Are being satisfied Spiritual desires Are being satisfied Lift your voice everyone Yes pray to the God Who satisfies desires Pray unto him Lift your voice Let him know what you desire Let him know what you desire Let him know what you desire let him know, let him know, let him know what you desire. Glory be to God, glory be to God. Desires are being satisfied. Desires, 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 desires are being satisfied. Desires are being satisfied. Desires are being satisfied. Glory, 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 glory. We declare the satisfaction of desires. We declare the satisfaction of desires. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Please, can I hear a louder shout of amen? Clap your hands for the King of Kings. And you may please be seated. Welcome to three people sitting around you. Let them know they are welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor something good is happening to you today. Our theme for this month is operating in the supernatural. Operating in the supernatural. And in this service... I'm speaking on the subject supernatural exploits. Supernatural exploits. Supernatural exploits. Supernatural means above natural. When we say that something is super, it means it is above. It is greater in quality, greater in quantity. It surpasses what was available. So when we talk of supernatural, we are talking about something that is above 
the natural. And talking about life, we have two dimensions of life. We have natural life and then supernatural life. And so when you hear Jesus say in John chapter 10 and verse number 10 that a thief does not come but to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I have come that they may have life, he's not talking about natural life. He's not talking about natural life. He's talking about a higher life, which is called supernatural life. There is human life, which is natural life, and then there is God life, which is supernatural life. Praise the name of Jesus. There are two sets of people on earth. And again, the master talked about them in John chapter 1, reading from verse number 12, going into 13. John chapter 1, verses 12 to 13. But as men as received him, to them gave he the right to become children of God. So there are those that are called children of God. Children of God. It says, to those who believe in his name, verse number 13, it says, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. So you need to understand that there are two categories of people. Those that are just born of the blood or of the will of the flesh, the will of man. That is natural birth. And that is what we all experienced. We were born naturally. And that which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. But he says, beyond this, there are those that believed in Christ Jesus. Those that believe in him. These are not just born of the will of the flesh, the will of man or born of the human blood. They have gone beyond that. They are now born of God, born of the spirit. He says, unto such he gave the right to become children of God. So if you are merely born of the blood, of the will of the flesh, of the will of man, you are simply a natural person, a natural being. But if you go beyond that to make a decision for Christ, receiving him as your Lord and personal savior, then you are said to be born of God. Born of God. In John chapter 3 verses 5 to 8, Jesus is talking to one of the synagogue rulers by the name Nicodemus. John chapter 3 verses 5 to 8. He says, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse number 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Praise God. Again, you see those two categories of human or individuals coming out in this verse. Those that are merely born of the flesh, born of the will of man, born of the blood. They are simply natural flesh. But he says there are those that are born of the spirit. And there is capital S there in spirit, meaning they are born of the Holy Ghost. They are born of the Holy Ghost. Praise the name of Jesus. I said praise the name of Jesus. It says, these are spirit. They are spirit. Verse number seven. It says, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born 
again. Born again there means that we are already born of the flesh. But that is not good enough. You need to be born again. This time spiritually. So natural beings live a natural life. But those that are born of the spirit, which is nothing but supernatural birth, they are supposed to live a supernatural life. And from today, may you live a supernatural life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we've been talking about this all along. I thought I should remind us, but let's look at what we have for this service. Supernatural exploits. Say that with me, supernatural exploits. And our anchor passage is Daniel chapter 11 and verse number 32. Daniel chapter 11 and verse number 32. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out what kind of exploits? Great exploits. Great exploits. The people who know their God. Children of God are ordained to do exploits, to carry out exploits. Praise the name of Jesus. By the way, I've written a book entitled, They Shall Do Exploits. They shall do exploits. Say that to your neighbor, we shall do exploits. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, let's begin. God's children... By redemption are designed to be pathfinders, road pointers, role models, standard setters, trailblazers, game changers. Amen? As a child of God, you must understand that by redemption you were designed, you were ordained, you were anointed and graced. To be a pathfinder, a role model, a trailblazer, a game changer, a road pointer, a standard setter, a pace setter. <laughs> the master put it this way in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. He said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of it. Just like men cannot do without salt, your generation cannot do without you. That's the truth, my friend. Verse number 14, verse number 14, he said, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. You are not meant to be covered, to be lost in the crowd. You are meant to stand out, to be conspicuous. The Bible says you are a city set on a hill. That cannot be covered. That cannot be covered. Look at the next verse. Verse 15. It says, No, do men light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. It says, Men do not light a lamp and put it under a basket. And if you see a lamp that is lit and is not shining, just know that it must have been covered. It must have been put under a basket. You as a child of God, you are supposed to be a shining star. And if you are not shining, then we have to look at you closely. Maybe you are covered by some basket. Baskets of fear, 
basket of timidity, poor family backgrounds. I have told you times without number that you must not allow your family background to keep you on the ground. You are too anointed for you to be kept on the ground by your background. Praise the name of Jesus. I decree this morning that if there be any satanic basket that has been covering your shining as a child of God, that basket is broken. I said that basket is broken. I said that basket is broken. Somebody shout the basket is broken. You may be seated. Hallelujah. As children of God, we are here to show the world how it must be done. How it must be what? Done. If you talk about marriage, how marriage ought to be managed. Finances, how to succeed financially. Hallelujah. If it is health, how to enjoy good health. We are the ones who must show the world how to live in good health. Not how to be sick, but how to be healthy. If the world wants to learn excellence, the world must look at us. The Bible says, talking about Daniel, that an excellent spirit was in him. An excellent spirit was in him. Children of God are children of excellence. Somebody shout, I am a child of excellence. Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 3. An excellent spirit was in Daniel. An excellent spirit was in Daniel. So God expects us to do exploits in life. So the question is, what are exploits? Can we talk about that? What do we mean when we talk of supernatural exploits? Supernatural exploits. I'll give you two definitions in this service. Number one, when we talk of an exploit or exploits, we are talking about groundbreaking, earthquaking, and envy-generating results in life and in ministry. We are talking about the attainment of results that are groundbreaking, earthquaking, and envy-provoking, envy-generating, enviable results. Exploits are not ordinary results, average results. These are groundbreaking, earthquaking, and envy-generating results that you accomplish could be in life or in ministry. Praise the name of Jesus. I said, praise the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter 16, I mean, let's look at the prayer exploits of Paul and Silas. In Acts chapter 16, verses 25 to 26. Acts chapter 16, at midnight, Paul and Silas were what? Praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Then what happened next? The Bible says, suddenly there was a great earthquake. When was the last time you prayed to the quaking of the earth? <laughs> These men prayed and they sang hymns. They prayed and they sang hymns. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. A demonstration of the power of God that resulted in the foundations of the prisons being shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Ground shaking results. 
ground shaking results i decree upon your life this morning grace to do exploits is your portion in the name of jesus christ grace to do exploits is your portion in the name of jesus please can i hear a louder shout of amen here in isaiah chapter 60 verses 1 to 7 Isaiah chapter 60 verses 1 to 7 Arise shine for your light has come And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you That is you are born again That's what it means When the glory of the Lord rises upon you It means that you are a child of God And as a child of God This is what is expected of you It says you must what? Shine, shine, shine Somebody shout I'm a shining star Be a shining star in your profession Every profession has what we call captains of industry. And they don't call you a captain in that industry because of the amount of gray hair on your head. But they call you as such because of the results you have achieved in that field, in the accounting profession, in the legal profession, in the business world. They are captains. May you receive grace to become a captain. I said, may you receive grace to become a captain, yeah. a business captain, yeah. a captain of your profession, yeah. a captain of your industry, yeah. in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Samuel spoke to Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse number 1. 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse number 1. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head, meaning on the head of Saul, and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander? Give it to me in King James Version. King James Version. Says, then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be what? Captain. Captain. May you become a captain. Yeah. I said, may you become a captain. Yeah. In the name of Jesus Christ. As a preacher, I refuse to be an ordinary preacher. I want to be a preacher who is a captain. A preacher who is a what? A captain. A captain. A captain. If you don't know that I'm already becoming a captain, that's your headache. It means you need God to open your eyes. To see that this boy is becoming a captain. May you become a captain. I said may you become a captain. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the mighty name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor you are looking at a captain. You are looking at a captain. And if you're a wife, don't despise your husband to say you. You can you be captain? You. <laughs> you know, Michael, the wife of David, was punished because she despised David. Everybody was celebrating King David. She was the only one not amused. Not impressed. Said, no, 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 not you. Why were you dancing like this? In the presence of girls. You were dancing like this. <laughs> and the Bible says God closed her womb. And she died childless. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Familiarity is very, very dangerous. Never be familiar. Say, ah, this is my husband. So I can talk to him anyhow. You are joking. Hallelujah. Amen. Learn from my wife if you are a, if somebody's wife. Learn from my wife. 
she calls me pastor when we are just two of us. I says, pastor, not that I intimidate her, <laughs> but because she recognizes that I'm not just a pastor at church, I'm also manifesting my pastorate in the home. I am a well-behaved man. What a blessing to have a well-behaved husband. I feel sorry for married women that, whose husbands are not well-behaved. <laughs> I'm encouraging them to be like me because I'm a well-behaved husband. <laughs> ah, Paul said what? He said, follow my example as I follow Christ. 1 Corinthians 11, verse number 1. <laughs> Is that 1 Corinthians 11, verse number 1? Yeah, please give it to us. Imitate me. How many husbands are here can tell their fellow husbands, the nuance, the new couple, husband, to say, yeah, you, you follow my example. <laughs> How many husbands can say, you follow my example? <laughs> you can't say that because your own example is a very bad example, beating your wife, engaging in extramarital affairs, shouting at you, hiding your salary. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. So number one, we are saying, okay, we are reading from Isaiah chapter 60. I believe you can continue up to verse number seven in your own time. We are saying that supernatural exploits are groundbreaking, earthquaking, and envy-provoking results in life and in ministry. And you are getting those kind of results in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Number two, what are exploits? Exploits are attention-commanding results. Results that are commanding attention. And you know, not all results will command attention. But there are some results, when you achieve them, they will command the attention of people around you. They are attention-grabbing, attention-grabbing, attention-grabbing. I want to give you an example. In Acts chapter number 3, Acts chapter number 3. We are reading from verse number 1, please. You can read all the way to verse number 12. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple of the hour of prayer. At the hour of prayer, sorry. The ninth hour, verse number 2. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Next verse. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for arms. Now verse number four. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. Look at us. Verse number five. So he gave them attention expecting to receive something from them. Verse number six. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and what? Walk. Did the man walk or not? Verse 7. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Somebody shout hallelujah. Verse number 8. So he, leaping up, stood and walked. And entered the temple with them. Doing three things. Walking, leaping, and praising God. So what happened next? Verse number 11. Verse 11. 
Now, as the lame man was, who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, that is to Peter and John, which is called Solomon's, uh, greatly amazed. The people ran together to them, meaning to Peter and John, and as they ran together to them, they were what? Greatly amazed. Amazing results. Exploits are amazing results. Amazing results. Next verse, verse number 12. Now hear this. So, when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? So, exploits are marvelous results. Results that generate marvel. People look at it and say, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? You become the center of attraction. That is, you become a point of reference. You must achieve results that become a reference, a reference point. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. What you know, you must know it so much that you become a consultant. Somebody said you don't know anything enough unless you can write a book on it. Unless you can write a book on it, then you know it. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Why? Hear this. Do you look so intently at us? They generated a result that made them a center of attraction. People looked so intently at Peter and John. They said, wow. So we are talking about wow results. Wow, this is powerful. Ask your neighbor for me enough. When are you going to achieve powerful results? Powerful results. Enough. Tell your neighbor, enough is enough. Tell your neighbor, I'm tired of your ordinary results. I want to see something big. I want to see something big. Some of you are not talking to your neighbor. You think I'm joking. Tell your neighbor, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Are you not tired of ordinary results? Don't, men, don't just intimidate your wives at home. You don't know. Shut up. No, we want big results. If you are sitting next to a man, tell that man, say, we want results. We want results. We want results. We want results. Don't just intimidate us with your powerful voice. We want results. Big things. Big things. Tell your neighbor you must do big things. Hallelujah. And these exploits can be done in any dimension of life. It can be in the area of business, as I said, the area of your profession, in academics, in ministry. You can do exploits in any given field, any given field, any given field. Praise the name of Jesus. I said praise the name of Jesus. I mean, people... People like Abraham in the Bible, these were men of exploits. People like Isaac, people like Jacob, Job, Solomon, these were mighty people. Women like Deborah, women like Hannah, ministers, prophets like Samuel, these were powerful people in the Bible. 
They did exploits for God. And in Romans chapter 15 and verse number 4, Romans chapter 15 and verse number 4, the Bible says that the things that were written before, aforetime, were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. These scriptural examples were given so that we can learn. We learn the principles that made these people to become men and women of exploits. Praise the name of Jesus. I said, praise the name of Jesus. And in that Daniel chapter 11 and verse number 32, we are given an important key for doing exploits. We are given an important key for doing exploits in any given field. It says, but the people who know their God, the people who know their God, and my emphasis there is on the key of knowledge. Somebody shout the key of knowledge. Because knowledge is an important key. Luke chapter 11 and verse number 52. Knowledge is an important key. Luke chapter 11 and verse number 52. Woe to you lawyers! It's not that Jesus is against legal practitioners, but he needed to address something. Because, you know, when you're a lawyer, you're a man of knowledge. You know sections and what, constitution and acts and what, financial crimes act, you know, uh, marriage act, and uh, you, you want to interpret everything in line with sections and subsections and what. So he says, hey, he says, woe to you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of what? The key of knowledge. You have thrown it out. The key of knowledge. The key of knowledge. The key of knowledge. The key of what? Knowledge. You know what Jesus said in John chapter 8. Verses 31 to 32. I'm looking for verse number 32. But let's begin reading from verse number 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Now, verse number 32. It says, and you shall know. <laughs> you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you what? Free. Knowledge is the gateway to freedom. Ignorance is a killer. If you don't know enough, you cannot achieve enough in this life. It is not possible to achieve anything significant in an area in which you lack knowledge. It takes knowledge to accomplish great exploits in life. Knowledge, 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 knowledge. And can I say this to you? <laughs> you need to know many things if you are to succeed in life. It's not just one thing you must know. If you are going to succeed, you, it is not just one thing. You need to know many things. You need to know many things if you are going to succeed in life. You need to know many, many things. If you know just one thing, that is the area where you are going to succeed. And you will be a failure in every other area because you don't have knowledge. You shall know the truth, Proverbs 11.9. Proverbs 11 and you shall know the truth 
says you must have knowledge. You must have knowledge. The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. But hear this. But through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. Now, if you want to be delivered from ordinary living, ordinary results, average results, results that are not attracting anybody's attention, results that are not pace setting, standard setting, game changing. If you want to be delivered from that kind of life, he says you must acquire what? Knowledge. He says, but through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. Through what? Through knowledge. Through knowledge, not through age. Not through age. Not through political connection. But through what? Knowledge. If you know, it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. Everyone will clap for you. Yes. Yes. Knowledge. 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 The question is, how much do you know? How much do you know? How much do you know? People are in business, but they don't know as much about how business works. People call themselves anything. I'm an accountant. I am this. I am that. How much do you know about what you're doing? How much do you know about your... Knowledge is an important key. You cannot be cured without the key of knowledge. It says, you shall know. You shall know. You shall know. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 28. What does it say? It says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purposes. And we know. He's talking about knowledge. It says, we know it. When things happen, we, we, we refuse to be thrown off balance because we have knowledge. We have knowledge of the fact that whether good or bad, anything and everything that happens shall in the end work together for our good. So we refuse to be moved. We refuse to point our accusing finger toward God because we know that all things work together for our good. Because we love God and we are the code according to his purpose. It says we know. Ask your neighbor, what do you know? What do you know? What do you know? Some people don't know anything. But everyone will claim to know. Ah, we know. We know. When somebody is sick, you know, most people would want to present themselves as if they know something about medicine. You know, this kind of, you need to take some salt added mixed with honey. And you, everyone wants to be a medical doctor. You don't know. Tell us you are doctor who? In which field? <laughs> you know, you must go to doctor. They said, uh, you, you go there. You, you, do the, you, you see, you, if you don't know, you don't know. Only comment on things you have knowledge on. Praise the name of Jesus. It's the same thing with the church. You know, pastor, you know, pastor needs to do this. You know, this church. You, 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 look, you, you, me, I studied ministry. What have you studied about ministry? Just come and enjoy the word of God as I preach it. Leave the rest to me because I am the one leading the thing. And I know what I'm doing. You know, pastor, you, you, you need to be hard enough on some individuals. You, 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 you are soft on certain people. You, 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 are you, are you, can't you see what they are doing here? You, you think that you are better than your pastor. 
Because some of you, if I told you that just for this month, you will be preaching here in all the four services on Sunday. Some of you immediately develop diarrhea. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> because some of you, if I gave you just one service, okay, you are going to preach in the first service. People, by the time you finish preaching, people will be fast asleep. Because your own message, actually you will not have anything to say. You will just be saying hallelujah. This side you are not saying amen. Hallelujah. 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 This side. Please, pastor, say amen. 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 You preach for 10 minutes, you may think it is three hours. You look at the time, it is quarter past. Say, hey, what else should I say here? This side, stand up, please. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Tell them about the key of knowledge. Parents know how to raise children. There's a difference between raising a child who is less than 12 years of age and a child who is now a teenager, 13 to 19. There's a difference. And after teenage season, that fellow now goes into a, what we call young adult. There is a difference. There is a way to speak to a seven-year-old boy and a 16-year-old boy. There is, there is a difference. And there are books that will tell you how to handle your children at their different phases of life. But you're not reading anywhere. What you know is to, is to, say, to just tell your friends that, you know, I have got three boys. <laughs> we, we are trying. We are trying. We have three boys. One is seven, the other one is 12, the other one is 22. I mean, that's powerful. <laughs> but you don't know anything on how to raise those children. They are giving you a headache because you don't know how to handle them. Tell your neighbor, you need knowledge. If you tell me that you're an accountant, how much do you know about accounting? I sit in interviews myself to interview people. You ask people... <laughs> A question in their field. I said, no, I've, I've, I've not heard about that. <laughs> ah! Auditor! You are an auditor! You don't know? I said, no, nah, ah. Okay, can you describe, for example, I don't know what they call it, maybe audit framework, or if you've been given an audit, uh, what was the framework you're going to use in approaching the audit? Uh, even the way he's going to describe it, it's as if he doesn't know. He, he can't use the words that auditors are supposed to use in the field of auditing. And he calls himself, an, I'm, I'm an auditor. I'm an auditor. I'm an auditor. Don't just call yourself husband. Do you know how to handle a woman? You know, you know, you know. I'm an husband, I'm, you know, that's my wife. Do you know how to handle her? How come when she makes you angry, you talk the whole night as if you're a radio station? <laughs> you're talking the whole night, you're talking, talking. You're, a man is talking the whole night like a woman. If a woman talks the whole night, you can understand because she's a woman, a weaker vessel. But for you, 
to be talking the whole night. You stupid woman. You wake up at 2 a.m. You stupid woman. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor we need the key of knowledge. Now. It says in this particular verse, Daniel 11:32, it says that the people who know, who know their God, let's talk about that. The people who know their God are the ones that shall be strong and they are going to carry out great exploits. What knowledge of God ought we to have? What knowledge of God or about God ought we to strive to attain. Now, just very quickly here. Number one, know that God is with you and for you and not against you. Know that God is with you and is for you and not against you. It's a great blessing to know that God is with you. Praise the name of Jesus. You remember the confidence of David in Psalm 23 and verse number 4. Psalm 23 and verse number 4. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? He says, for you are with me. It is a great blessing to live in the consciousness of the fact that you are not alone. You have a God who made the heavens and the earth backing you every day and accompanying you wherever you go. Genesis 28 and verse number 15, that is what God spoke to Jacob. Genesis 28 and verse number 15. He said, behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. What a blessing to know that you have divine backing, that you are not alone as you go to the office, as you venture into business or any dimension of exploits where you are... Or, or any dimension of endeavor where you want to carry out exploits, you know that I'm not alone. I have God on my side. I have God keeping me. I have God accompanying me. I have God backing me. And I have God who said, I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Praise the name of Jesus. I said, praise the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor, God is with you. And because God is with you, number one, he will crush all your enemies around you. We are not without enemies. We are surrounded by enemies. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 16, Matthew 10, 16, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. We are surrounded by wolves in our workplaces, in our place of business, in the marketplace. In ministry, there are wolves everywhere, dangerous animals, ravenous wolves that come to want to kill, to steal, and to destroy, to scatter marriages, to scatter our prospects, to frustrate our efforts. But if you know that God is with you, you can rest assured that this God who is with you will crush all your enemies all around you. Yes. Is that 1 Chronicles chapter 17? Let's look at verse number 8. 1 Chronicles chapter 17. Verse number 8. God speaks to David by the mouth of his prophet Nathan. He says to him, I have been with you wherever you have gone. And I have cut 
off all your enemies. You see, the God who is with you, the God who said I will never leave you because he is with you, he shall cut off all your enemies. He shall cut off all your enemies because there are enemies that will fight tooth and nail to frustrate your efforts in carrying out exploits. You want to do something big? Who do you think you are? We attacked your uncle, he failed. He was more intelligent than you. Who do you think you are that you can make a name for your family? And the enemy will try to fight against you. But here's the good news. The God who is with you shall cut off all your enemies. I'm talking to you. Can I hear your loud shout of amen? The God who is with you will crush all your enemies around you. Not only that, he will make your name great. On the account of the exploits that he will help you attain or achieve in life. God spoke to David in this verse. He said, I have made you a name. Like the name of the great men who are on the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in life, don't seek to be known. Seek to know God. In life, don't seek to be known. Seek to know. If you know you will be known. In life, don't seek to be known. Seek to know. Seek to know. Because if you have knowledge of something, people around you will know about you. That's the truth. Don't say, do you know me? <laughs> do you know me? I don't know. Oh, you don't know me? Okay. Okay, do you want to know me? Do you want to know me? You know, I'm Pastor Esau Banda, you know. Oh, yes, it's me, it's me, it's me. Ah, in life, do not seek to be known. But seek to know. And the first line of knowledge you need is knowledge of God. And in knowing God, as part of your knowledge of God, I'm saying to you that you must know that God is with you and for you and not against you. And because he is with you, he will crush all your enemies round about. But secondly, he will also make your name great because he will give you results that will earn you a name among your people. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number two, what ought we to know of God? Number one, we must know that God is with us. Number two, know that all things are possible with God. Know that all things are possible with God. You see, when you are transacting with God, you must convince yourself. You must have that thorough understanding of the fact that all things are possible with him. All things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. I can give you scriptures very quickly. Genesis chapter 18, <laughs> verse 11 all the way to 15, is talking about God, all things being possible with God. If you read the subsequent verses 11 for, uh, up to 14 or 15, Jeremiah 32, 27, Jeremiah 32 and verse number 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Have you seen it? He's challenging. 
When he's asking like that, he's simply telling you that there is nothing too hard for me. Verse 17 of the same chapter. Verse 17 of the same chapter. It says, Ah, Lord, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Luke 1, 37. Luke 1, 37. What does it say? Luke 1, 37. For with God, how many things will be possible or impossible? For with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing, 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 nothing. This is the knowledge you ought to have. Since the people who know their God, you must know that he's an all-powerful God with whom nothing shall be what? Impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. Nothing, nothing. And that becomes the basis of our exploits. That we have a God with whom nothing shall be impossible. Therefore, we shall allow him to work in and through us to do great things in our time. Mark 10, 27. Mark 10 and verse 27. But Jesus looked at them and said, with men it is what? Impossible, but not with God. For with God, how many things are possible? All things are possible. Tell your neighbor... All things are possible with God. Praise the name of Jesus. And because all things are possible with God, all things are equally possible for him that believes in this God. Isn't that wonderful? Mark 9, 23. Mark 9 and verse 23. Jesus said to him, if you can believe... All things are possible to him who believes. All things. If you believe in this God with whom nothing is impossible, then all things equally become possible for you. To you. It says to you, to you, to you, to you. Now, now, now that, that, that phrasing is very powerful. It says if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. That means another who does not believe may do the same thing. It will not work. But the moment it is you, it becomes what? Possible because you believe. It's to you. The meaning is, don't make conclusions. Do you want to hear what I want to say? Don't make conclusions, wrong conclusions about your life based on the bad experiences of others. Because you don't know what they believe. I'll come again. Do not, in case you don't understand, don't. Do not make wrong conclusions about your life based on other people's negative experiences. Because they are not you, you are not them. And you don't know what they believe. Because the Bible says all things are possible to you who believe. To you, to you, to you. It may not work to others, but to you it must work. It must work. And it shall work. I said 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 it shall work. Please, can I hear loud a shout of amen? Tell your neighbor, it shall work. It shall work. It shall work. It shall work. It must work. It has no choice. It must work. Oh, yes. It must work. Tell your neighbor, it is already working. Hallelujah. Amen. I said you may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Now hear this. 
if all things are possible with God and for him who believes, then let's make the following conclusions very quickly. Number one, dare do the undareable. Dare do the undareable. Dare do the undareable. Dare do things that ordinary people who do not believe God cannot even dare. Dare those things. Dare those things. Dare those things. You see, when I want to do something, money does not come into the equation for me. When I want to do something, money does not come into the equation. Because he didn't say all things are possible to him who has money. Is it making sense? He didn't say, did he say that here? That if only you can have cash, all things are possible to him who has cash. Dare do the undareable. If you want to build a house, go ahead, start it. Oh, pastor, I don't have money. That's your problem. He never said he should have money. He said he should believe. You should believe. You should believe. Many people remain dwarfs because the devil has convinced them that you cannot do anything unless you get some 12 million quachas. He never said that. He said you must believe. You must believe. I said you must believe. Many people in church do not believe. Look at me. You look at me with a face that says, Pastor, as for me, I believe. If you believe, where are the results? Why are you surrounded by impossibilities? All things are possible for him who believes. Not for him whose monthly salary is four million kwacha. But him who believes, regardless of his monthly salary, for him that believes all things are possible. It is possible for you to build those ten houses. Those five houses that you want to build. Those three houses that you are saying, oh, I think on this plot I can accommodate three townhouses. It is possible for you to build them. Regardless of your bank balance. Don't allow your bank balance to molest you, to torment you. you are, the account is yours, so it must not torment you. Is it making sense? Dare do the undareable. Ask your number, do you believe that? Number two, attempt great things in life. If all things are possible, attempt great things in life. Attempt great things in life. You see, when you want to do great things in life, people will give you all kinds of names. Oh, he's proud. Oh, he's this. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, this, he's this. He's confused. He's too ambitious. Don't worry about people. What did I say? Don't worry about what people think and what people say. They have to think because God gave them a brain. They have to say something because God gave them a mouth. But they have nothing to do with you. Do you breathe their oxygen? Do you eat at their house? Do they pay rent for you? Did they give birth to you? Did they fund your education? So let them go to hell. Yes. Let them go to hell. If they don't change. If they change, we welcome them to change. Why should you be spending sleepless nights? Because somebody said whatever they said. And you are, you, you are losing appetite to sleep. Because of what somebody said. And he is not God. 
That fellow is not even God. He's not even your uncle. Even if it were your uncle, so what? Is uncle God? Please enjoy life. Tell your neighbor, enjoy life. Enjoy life. Ah, enjoy yourself. Somebody said, hey, you cannot be, you, 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 you will never be married. And, and you, are, you are confused. Hey, pastor, this is what they are saying. Who are they? Who are they? Where did they say it? When? Why do you care about what they said? Are they the ones who gave you the womb? That they are saying you cannot have a child? Are they the ones? Even if it was a medical doctor. Who said it? So what? Is he God? Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Ask your neighbor, are you getting the message? If all things are possible with God, number three, look away from yourself and look up to God. Look away from yourself. Look away from yourself. Look away from yourself. Look away from yourself and look up to God. Look away from yourself. Some people look themselves in the mirror and say, look at me now. And they touch, I think they see one silver gray hair somewhere here. It says, up to now, I'm already developing gray hair and I'm not yet married. And, and you, you, you know, you, you, you are the one who bought the mirror. Why are you allowing the mirror to torment you? Why are you allowing your, mirror, your own mirror? You bought with your own money and you allow it to torment you? No! Tell your neighbor, no, 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 no. I will not allow my own mirror to torment, to torment me. Hallelujah. Even if it is gray hair, so, so what? Aren't you grateful to God that you have lived all this while to see gray hair on your head? Others died when they were just four years old. Others even never lived. They were miscarried. We call it miscarriage. When they were being birthed and they just went on to glory. They were just, you know, just, you, 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 you are alive. I don't know, maybe for two minutes and then you are gone. And you have lived for the two years to see silver gray hair. And you are crying. Do you want your hair? Are you sure you, you are so stupid to allow your hair to torment you? It's your hair. It's not somebody's hair. It's not your uncle's hair. Your hair is tormenting you. Ask your neighbor, are you getting the message? Look away from yourself, please. Look away from yourself and look up to God. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Praise God. Psalm 121 verses 1 to 2. Psalm 121 verses 1 to 2. Praise the name of Jesus. Okay, our time is up. I'll stop here. Rise on your feet. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor for me, have you learned anything from this service? I want you to lift your hands to heaven and begin to bless the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Almighty God. Lift your voice, please. How many are lifting their voices?
to celebrate the goodness of Jehovah this morning. Celebrate him everyone, thank him for the word. His word unto me was the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Celebrate the word everyone, celebrate the ministration of the word. Celebrate the ministration of the word, celebrate him everyone. Father, give, we give you thanks, we give you praise, we give you glory. We worship you, we magnify you. We magnify you, we magnify you, we magnify you. your voice and bless him. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. We are going to pray for what I'm calling the anointing for exploits. Amen? The anointing for exploits. Acts chapter 13 and verse 22 and Psalm 89 verses 20 to 21 the bible says i have found david the son of jesse a man after my own heart who will do what oh my will that is to do the will of god is to do exploits because he said the people who know their god shall be strong and they shall carry out great exploits it says david shall do all my will praise the lord and how did this work psalm 89 and verse 20 psalm 89 and verse 20, <clears throat> you see, the man David had to be anointed. The Bible says, I have found, you remember, my servant David. What have I done with him? I have anointed him with my holy oil. We are going to pray. You see, it takes the anointing, the oil of God, for us to do exploits. In, in, in our workplaces, in our fields, in our professions, in ministry, in our families, in our nation, in our generation. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit for us to be able to carry out great exploits. And as we sing this song, I want you to pray seriously that God is going to anoint you before you leave this house. Amen? Amen. We are closing shortly. Before we leave this house, Father, anoint me for exploits. I don't want to be an ordinary person. I want to be a man and a woman of exploits. Lift your two hands to heaven. Let's, let's sing this song just briefly and then we'll get into some intensive praying. Holy are you Lord? Yes, Lord. Oh, creation, call you God. Worthy is your name. We worship your majesty. I'm
say holy, holy, everyone say holy, are you Lord? begin to pray for the anointing for exploits upon your life upon your life upon your life anointing for exploits financial exploits marital exploits workplace exploits career exploits business exploits exploits in your profession exploits in your life and errors exploits 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 somebody pray the anointing of the Holy Ghost for supernatural exploits. The anointing for supernatural exploits. 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 In the name of Jesus. Lord, I receive an anointing. 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 An anointing for exploits. An anointing for exploits. In my workplace. In business. In ministry, in my going out, in my coming in, anointing for exploits, anointing for exploits, anointing for exploits. Pray the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing for exploits, the anointing for exploits, the anointing for exploits, the anointing. The anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing for exploits, the anointing for exploits, the anointing for exploits, the anointing for exploits, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing. the name of Jesus. Ask your neighbor, are you happy? Huh? Be happy. Tell your neighbor, be happy. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Please. Enjoy yourself. Don't be a sad person. Be a happy person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are blessed. Wonderfully blessed. Enviably blessed. Comprehensively blessed. 
your life shall never be the same. You shall do exploits. You shall carry out exploits. I said you shall carry out exploits. The anointing for you to carry out exploits is resting upon your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout I am anointed for exploits. I shall do exploits. Hallelujah. Psalm 23 and verse number 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you.